0: This week uh, started a a break for me professionally, and it was an opportunity for me to catch up on some books that I've wanted to read for a while. Uh, And one of those books, and this is going to date me a little bit, but one of those books is the Autobiography of Bono. I grew up listening to you 2 still do listen to them from time to time, and so when this book came out, I really wanted to pick it up and read it. Uh, And it is an autobiography, but it also tells lots of of different stories behind, I think it's 40-plus songs uh, that they have produced over the years. And so it's been so fun for me to hear the stories uh, behind each one of these songs. But I was surprised by one of the songs that's called The Miracle. And I didn't, I'd heard the song before, but I'd not known the story behind it. But the story behind it is he was thinking back to when he was a 14 year old kid, essentially. And for the very first time, he was able to get a, a tape recording of uh, a song by the Ramones. It was actually an album by the punk band, the Ramones. And it was only 25 minutes long, or the, the, the album was only 25 minutes long. And there were, the music was sort of unremarkable. But for him, it changed everything. He believed that, that once he heard this song, man, I could, I could be a musician too. I could, I could be in a band as well. I could write songs. I could sing just like these people do. And of course, he says that now, had he not listened to that song in that moment, at that point, at that age, the man may have never been formed and their history, at least as we know it, uh, would have been very different. For him, that moment was considered to be a miracle. Well, this Advent, we've been looking at the songs of Christmas. You might be able to call it an album of Christmas, of all these different songs throughout the Christmas narrative. And we've seen uh, Mary's song. We've seen Zachariah's song. Tomorrow, we're going to look at uh, Simeon's song. And this evening, what we're going to look at very briefly is a small group of men who were met with a song, and that song produced a miracle in their lives. Somebody be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses uh, 1 to 21. You can follow along in the screens or in your bulletin as well. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This is God's word. Let's pray together. This prayer of illumination. Mighty God, the shepherds of old were full of your praises, saying that all they had heard and seen was mirrored by what they were told. Move among us now with your Holy Spirit that we might hear and experience the wonder of joy of the living word. As we seek to welcome the written word into our lives, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so as our passage tells us, it was in the, the very middle of the night while the shepherds were out in their field. And if you saw from the kid's story, shepherds were not very well thought of in ancient society and in the ancient world. In many ways, they were uh, the job that nobody wanted is the job that they had. They were uh, unfit and unclean for uh, the regular orderings of society, and so their job was to protect sheep to care for them, to make sure they moved in the right direction, to raise them. And in particular, these shepherds would be raising these sheep for uh, the religious festivals of the Jews, festivals that those shepherds themselves would not be allowed to attend because they were considered to be ritually unclean because of their work with animals. And so what that meant is that these men that we read about in our passage they would fit at the very bottom rung of the society in which they lived in a society where power and prestige was important these men were at the very bottom rung of that social ladder Likely that night all they were trying to do was to keep their sheep in line to stay warm and to stay awake for the duration of the evening when suddenly, our passage tells us, a single angel appears to them and they were immediately afraid as a result of that. If you look at all the different stories of the Christmas story and you see all these individual characters, every single time someone was visited by an angel, it scared them to death. They were frightened. They were fearful. Likely you and I would be, uh, feel the same sort of things. But just like all those other encounters during the Christmas story, the angel tells them not to fear. Why? Because he brings good news of great joy. And that news for these men was that a Savior had been born. As if that wasn't shocking enough for these shepherds, the angel is then joined by a heavenly host, the passage tells us, Now, when we often think about this passage, we often think of this serene heavenly choir that had filled the sky, but what Luke uses here is military terms. He talks about a host, a military term of angelic warriors that show up, and they fill the sky, and they sing a song that says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And so just as quickly as those angels came, they are gone in a second, and the shepherds are left in all sorts of shock and all sorts of amazement of what had just happened to them. That is the effect that many in the Christmas story had after they were visited by angels or they learned what had happening was happening, they were filled with shock and amazement. If you've been with us throughout the Advent season, we've been looking at these songs, this album of music that is attended with the Christmas story, and each one of those songs expresses a little bit of shock and a little bit of amazement at what God is doing. And you see it in Mary and in Zachariah and in Simeon. But here in our passage, there, of course, is shock and amazement on the shepherd's part. But there's another short song of amazement from a different sort of singer, and that is that even the angels sing a song of amazement over what has happened. Often we think of angels as the folks that have the inside track. Uh, They know God's plan, they know what's going to happen, they know what God is up to, but there are also passages in the scriptures that tell us that sometimes the angels are observers as to what God is doing, just like you and I. They might not have all the answers. And they're often left wondering, what is God going to do next? And so in our passage, even they, the angels, are in amazement at what God has chosen to do, to come in the form of a baby. You get a sense that even they, the angels, are surprised that God has decided to come in this form and in this shape And in this way. And so, what do they do? They sing a song. And that song is dripping with amazement over the grace of God, over the love of God, and the outflow of that, which is sheer praise of God over what He is about to do. So, their song, as I mentioned, is dripping of grace. And that's a word we use a lot in the church, and rightly so because the angels are shocked and amazed at the graciousness of God, even though that word grace is never really used in their uh, song here. You see, the scriptures are clear. They reveal to us all throughout that humanity uh, had an opportunity, and that is an opportunity that each one of us has failed. We've chosen to act independently of God. We, We spurn his good gifts. We walk away from his path. And and what the Bible tells us through our sin, we've even declared war against God with our thoughts and our words and our actions. We've corrupted the creation around us and we perpetuate that corruption day in and day out. So, what the scriptures tell us is that God had every right to wipe us out. He had every right in His perfect justice to punish us for all of eternity for our rebellion. And yet, what the good news tells us is that instead, he chose to show grace. He chose to show grace. The Christmas story, it's a story of grace from start to finish. It's as if God is saying, you deserve this, but instead, I'm going to give you this. And that this is his very own son, Jesus Christ. This son who would later become a perfect sacrifice who will take away the sins of the world. And that gift of our Savior, Jesus Christ, peace and forgiveness can be found. And even the angels are amazed at this. They can hardly believe it. They were amazed that God could be so gracious that he would condescend to become one with us in order to redeem us. So the angels are amazed at the graciousness of God, but what they are also amazed with is the love that stands behind it all. Their song is praising God for his love. And I want you to think about the music that you listen to and the music that you've grown up to or the music that that you even listened to maybe when you were driving here tonight. We've all grown up listening to all sorts of different songs and music. Some of them have profound impact on our lives. They They capture emotions in ways that words often fail. And we sing silly songs. We sing sad songs. We sing songs that are fun. We sing songs to hype us up and get us excited. But we all instinctively know down deep that the best songs that are out there are love songs. They're the best songs that are out there. You see, the, the angels were not just amazed at the graciousness of God but they were also amazed at the thing that motivated his graciousness. And that is his his great love for us. All of us have done really silly and uncharacteristic things when we are in love. It's like a force that, that captures us and swallows us up in its power. Well, what the scriptures tell us is that the thing that motivated God's graciousness. The thing that motivated his gift of grace was his deep and abiding and constant love for you and for me. And so that means that the Christmas story, the gospel story, the great story of redemption is ultimately a love story. It's a story that tells us that God so loved the world that he sent his only son into the world in order to save it. To offer eternal life to those who didn't deserve it, but instead to those who believed in his name through faith. So the question is, have you heard this song of grace? Have you heard this song of love? Have you been overwhelmed by the realization that Jesus Christ came in time and in space for you? Do you stand with the shepherds? in absolute amazement over what he has done for you if so believe in him and by faith you will be saved the passage tells us that immediately after this they went and they found Jesus they had to find him they went with haste they rushed to find Jesus and no doubt once they found him the song that the angels were singing was still echoing in their hearts and in their minds, in fact, that song, that great, like any other great song, echoed in their hearts throughout all of eternity. I heard a story a couple of years ago that uh, for about seventy years, in the upper offices or attics uh, attic of the Baltimore Sun was a couple of packages and nobody really knew what was in those packages until they opened them up just about two or three years ago. So they had 70 years of dust on them and what they, figured, what they found inside were uh, old 16-inch vinyl records that uh, nobody really knew what they were all about. So somebody had to go find a record player and they started playing those vinyl records. And what they discovered is that those two records, each which were 30 minutes long, were copies of a December 25th, 1943 Christmas broadcast. They'd been up there for 70 years. And that Christmas broadcast featured soldiers from the 29th Infantry Division and Army Air Forces as well as women from the Red Cross who had recorded, images, or, or, recorded messages and sent them home to their loved ones. And so on Christmas Day, those records were played for those family members to hear from those that were fighting in the war. So a couple years ago, when they discovered these records, uh, the local radio station said, well, on Christmas, let's let's play these records. And so I remember a couple years ago, listening to all these messages from 1943 of loved ones fighting in the war, sending messages back home to their family members and their loved ones. You can imagine those family members and loved ones sitting by the radio just waiting anxiously to hear something from their, their father or from their mother, their grandfather, their brother, their sister waiting to hear a message. Those that didn't know about it found out after the fact. And so what the Baltimore Sun decided to do is to translate all of those messages. And so the day after Christmas, all those messages were in print for people to read in case they had missed the recording. What were those families waiting for? What were they sitting by their radio anticipating? What were they reading in the newspaper the day after? They were waiting for good news, for good news from far away. Friends, that's what the Christmas story is. It is good news from far away. And that good news has come close in the person of Jesus Christ. So this Christmas, it's our prayer that you hear that song of love, that you hear that song of grace, and in faith, you are swept up in awe and amazement, just as those shepherds were that first Christmas. Let's pray.